Well, in my day job, I am an attorney and I secretly read tarot cards. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery in sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict, a four-time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant. Today, I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know, those deep, dark secrets we probably want to go to our grave with? Are those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing? Really, the how, what, when, where, and why of it all. Today, my guest is Roy. Now, Roy, I have a question for you. Dun, dun, dun. What is your secret? Well, in my day job, I am an attorney. Mm-hmm. And I secretly read tarot cards. Oh, okay. Which is something I would, I would never want my clients to ever know. <laughs> okay, but my first question is, why don't you want them to know that? I, I think that's badass, just so you're, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> I feel like it would undermine all faith in my, like, my ability to be rational, you know, because tarot cards are so in the opposite end of the spectrum. Right. You know, to me that they're both important ways. They're parts of yourself. You know, there's the, there's the rational and then there's the kind of the spiritual or the longing or the wanting to, to, to connect to something larger. Um, And yeah, like if I was going to, have some kind of legal matter come up mm-hmm. and somebody ever knew I did tarot cards. Like the first thing they'd be thinking is, Hmm, I wonder if he checked his cards before he gave me an answer on that legal question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. It, like they could use it against you in a sense, if you are arguing a case or, or giving yeah. advice or something like that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's best kept secret, at least in my field. Well, here's my next question for you. When did this start, this interest in reading tarot cards? Does it, you know, does your family do it? How did you get started in this? No, my family definitely does not. Um, My family's kind of like conservative Christians. Mm -hmm. Uh, I come from like the middle of the country and they would regard this as kind of an evil thing to do or like witchcraft. Yeah, exactly. Um, But no, my interest started in, it was a good 20, 25 years ago now. It was when I was in grad school. And I, I met a friend who had all these interests that were so different from anything I had done. One of them was reading auras. Like she was one of those people who would look at you and say, I can tell you have like a bluish green aura around you, which means, you know, you're feeling sad today or whatever it was. And I always thought, is she faking? <laughs> <laughs> Did she, she follow really... me home and hear hear me at my house being sad? Yes, but there was one day that she did something that totally like I found really convincing because I was in this just elated mood. There was a girl that I was interested in, and you know, I hardly had any girlfriends at this point in my life. And I ran into her by chance and we had this great conversation. And like about five minutes later, I was walking across campus 
And my friend, the aura reader comes running up and she's like, is that you that I feel? And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, I could feel that aura from like half a mile away. And then I came closer and it was you. And it's like, she could feel that I was putting out some kind of like huge ecstatic vibe. Wow. Like, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. She, she got me to, to kind of look into things like that. And I, there were a few things I looked into. One was palm reading. One was Wicca, you know, the Wicca religion, mm-hmm. like modern day witchcraft and, and tarot. And like tarot was the one that stuck. The others have all kind of gone away, but I thought tarot was really fascinating. So I kept learning about it. So then you just took it upon yourself. Did you ask her for advice? Did you share it with her? Did you share it with people in your universe when you started? Yeah. When I started, like I bought a deck mm-hmm. and I would like read the little book that came with the deck. And then I do these little mini readings and they took a long time because I had to look up every card, <laughs> <laughs> lay down the card. I pull out my, my book. I look it up, but like over time, it just became a lot smoother. You start to, to remember them, memorize them. But yeah, I, did, I never had any formal training. It was all just me, you know, studying on my own. So did you have, you had your tarot cards read to you from somebody else? I have. Yes. And that's a, that's a thing that a lot of people ask me is, can you read your own? Like, what do your cards say about yourself? Mm-hmm. And I always tell them, like, it, it's like tickling yourself or trying to, you know, you can't, you can't do it. You need somebody else. <laughs> you need somebody else. I'm just imagining somebody sitting there trying to tickle themselves. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I always connect with tarot readers when I meet them. We're kind of a rare breed. And so a lot of times you have a really fast friend. As soon as you figure out you both do that. So you'll exchange numbers, whatever. You'll share your decks. Like everybody's got a different deck. And so that's always a big source of conversation. But yeah, if I ever have a chance and I'm out with one of my tarot friends, I'll have them read me. And it's it's always interesting because everybody has a totally different take. Every reader has their own style. Mm. My next question, have you actually gave someone a reading and then something came true and it just connected for you? Uh, yes. I mean, there are, there have been several times. That, so reading into the future is a lot harder than reading into the past because I never know if my future readings were correct. Okay. I think I, I actually think that I did have one with you that was that kind of was was right on. But we'll come back. to that. <laughs> Ooh, I actually want to hear that because right now I can't even remember. I'm, I have mommy brain right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of times when I'm reading about somebody's past life or or their current situation that they're trying to escape from. And a lot of times people will like get tears in their eyes and they'll say like, how did you know that? And to me, I didn't really know, you know, it's not like the cards told me something super specific, but Mm -hmm. the cards would give me some indication of trouble or something that they're trying to run from or whatever. And I would go with that and they would interpret that in the way that was meaningful to their life. So yeah, a lot of times people have left a reading and said, "I, I just can't believe how much you knew about me. I do remember that when you did my past cards, I remember, and and Mark, my husband was with me. He was like, that is totally her. And we were both like, yep, that's the card. I do remember that. There was a moment with Mark too. I remember a card came up that I was very confused by because it was what he fears and it had to do with success. Right. And I was like, why would you fear success? So I almost thought it was a mistake. And as soon as I said it, he just started nodding his head. He's like, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's true. Too. Yeah. <laughs> he, he does fear success. I mean, he, 
he thinks people aren't going to like him or, you know, turn against him if he's successful. And and that's something since then we've worked on that. He's like stepping into his power. That's great. I mean, he needs to do that. I mean, in order to move on, you gotta, if you're going to succeed, you should accept it. Exactly. I do remember your reading. We had, it was a new phase. Like you were, you were leaving kind of your old phase and you're going into a new one. And I think at the time, we all kind of, who were there, kind of interpreted it as an acting thing. Right. Work-related. But I think it might have been motherhood. Oh, yeah. Um, Because, like, there were a lot of questions about, in the cards, we're kind of raising questions about, you know, are you ready for this? And this is something you've wanted for a long time, but it's a lot of responsibility. Are you ready? And looking back now, do you remember if you were pregnant at the time? Oh my God. I can't even remember. I can't remember. That is so crazy. I'm going to have to sit back and think. I'm trying to remember exactly when it was too. It was roughly like three years ago. Probably right before. I mean, right after everything that happened with the miscarriage and then maybe it was in between that. I, I, cause I remember, I, I think it was after the first season of six before yeah. the second season started. I think you're right. Yeah. So, yeah. We would come out to LA and we met you at that brunch place. Yeah. The Mexican place. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. But I do want to go back to like you reading people. Does it give you this sense of, do you feel overwhelming responsibility when you read people? I am very careful to give a reading that is positive and not that I would never have a really negative spin to it. And sometimes the cards are giving me a negative spin. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't want that to be the message I leave with. So yeah, I do feel a responsibility. Like there is a way to spin the cards positive. Like if they say, if the cards give a warning in the future, something bad is going to happen. Mm-hmm. The positive spin in that is be careful to avoid this situation or remember that you're in charge and you don't have to go down this path. You know, something like that. Right. So what is the scariest card you think in your deck? Death. The death one. Yeah. But here's the thing. I have to tell you when I, you know, went through my program, went through the pain, it was a death of, of me and a new reborn. So sometimes death is actually a good thing. No. Yes. And that's actually the way it's kind of interpreted in the tarot universe too. It's like the end of one is the opening of another. Mm -hmm. Usually not referring to physical death at all, but rather a transition from one phase to another. So you could be in a phase where you were very selfish and you're escaping from that and moving on to a phase where you're concerned about the world or whatever it is, you know? Um, But I think when people see the card death, they're like, Oh my God, I'm going to (laughs) die. I feel like one of us had that card, but I can't remember because it was like, he looked like death, but I don't know if it was actually that card, but I think we're, yeah, I think we were both like, oh no. Another one that is along those same lines is the devil. Oh, what does that one represent? That one is more about chaos, about something falling apart, especially if it's something that you've been really working on or trying to control. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of times a relationship could be going bad. That's a a big like devil indicator. Mm. What's your favorite card to pull? When you, when you pull it, you actually get joyous that that person pulled that card. Um, The 10 of cups is the best card in the deck, in my opinion, because it's the one that's the happy ending. 
a family like um you know mother father and a couple of young kids kind of hugging their legs and they're all hugging and there's a rainbow over them and 10 cups and it really means you've you found exactly what you were looking for you're you're fulfilled so that's always a good card can you do a reading over the phone or do you have to do it in person i think it's better in person but yeah i can do them i can do them remotely I, I, I find it hard to do like electronically, like um, just by text or email or something. I feel like there should be some kind of human connection. But yeah, you don't you don't necessarily need to be looking in their eyes. Would you ever do it over Zoom, like a Zoom reading? Sure. Maybe we should do one of those for one of the episodes. We should. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe people will contact you to get a Zoom reading. Yeah, I'm happy to do it. Um, so you've been doing this 25 years now, right? Yeah. Like a long time. What I'm just going to ask one more question. Have you ever read any of your family members? Yeah, I have. Um, I usually (laughs) don't do it around like family gatherings with my parents because I just think that they wouldn't understand it. I have a brother and sister. They both live in California and they're much more open-minded about things. So yeah, I've read both of their cards. They're also both kind of like scientific minded skeptics. So they look at the reading and they're like, that was cute. (laughs) (laughs) That was a fun game. Okay, let's go eat dinner. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No, I always like to tie these secrets into the seven deadly sins, not in the religious sense, more in the character defect. And that this is a secret. Like this is something you love to do, but your job prevents you from sharing it with the world. So... I'm going to name them for you. Let me know if any of these, you know, ring true. So we got pride, greed, lust, gluttony, envy, anger, and sloth. I I guess it would have to be pride in that it's something that I am like afraid of my professional reputation. Like I, I take pride in that. And that's why I want to keep it a secret. You know, in a way, I'm like, I love getting people outside of that work context. Like I have a few work friends, you know, (laughs) who I trust to not, not like out me to the world. And um, Mm -hmm. if we have like, you know, a happy hour night out or something, I'll read their cards and they always think it's really cool. So, you know, I, I sometimes wonder if I should let go of that pride and just kind of like be more open about it. But I don't know. That's a battle for me. I know, but I just think it's so cool. I think it shows what um, a well-rounded person you are, that you can do these things, these spiritual things. And then you have logic at the same time for your job. You, It's not one or the other. Well, tell that, tell that to my clients. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about the other ones? There's greed, lust, gluttony, envy, anger, and sloth. Gluttony, that's an interesting one, but I don't see I don't see how that applies here. <laughs> well, I always see gluttony as like more like insatiable, like you can't ever get enough. But yeah. I don't know if that rings true for this situation. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, well then my next question is who benefits from keeping this secret and who does it harm? The only person it could really benefit is me. You know, and that's why I kind of feel like it's a selfish thing, like a pride thing to keep it secret. Um, I just don't want to have to explain to people, have these awkward conversations about it. But, you know, like if, 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 if it wasn't a secret, if I could be open about it, I feel like there are people 
in my world who might benefit from a reading, certainly, because like a lot of times they're empowering to give a reading and people feel much better about their situation. It's almost like a form of counseling. So that is definitely something that I could, I could possibly be helping some people out if I was more open about this being a skill of mine. But yeah, here's the question. Has anyone ever said anything bad to you that would bring up that fear of bringing it into your workplace or just letting it, it, it be a part of you? No one has ever said anything bad. No, it's probably more just a fear of what if. The unknown fear. Yeah. There are some people who, um, like particularly, I think, in, in the Catholic religion, mm-hmm. that believe that anything to do with with tarot cards is kind of like of the devil. And so that's one of the, one of the things that makes it challenging to talk about a mixed company. Um, You don't know that some people might just totally recoil at the idea that you do tarot. Most people I think these days are fascinated by it, but other people are like, Oh my God, that guy is evil. (laughs) Why? Why do they think it's evil? I don't know enough to know. Do you? There's, there are biblical references to, to any kind of like fortune telling, as being something from demons or the devil. And I, I don't know these references well enough to really cite them to you, but I know that there are people that believe that. So any kind of like anybody who's not like a prophet of God, but is trying to, to foretell the future, mm-hmm. as the devil must be speaking through it. Um, and yeah, I think it tends to be in Catholics more than anybody else. Uh, they, that might be a more part formal part of their doctrine, but I've, I've had people where I've said in a party or something where other people are getting readings, Hey, would you like a reading? And they look at me like I've just offered them, you know, like a hit of the, the worst drug in the world. You know, would you <laughs> Some crack it? cocaine. <laughs> and they'll say something like, um, I am a Christian. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you should say, sorry, but do you want a reading? It will be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, here's my question. I'm going to have you tell me the future right now. How are you going to move forward in the future with this secret? Well, having talked this out, I feel like it would be, it would be fun to be more open about this. Like, I wonder if there are some people I could talk to at work. I mean, so one of the things about if you want to get your name out for something like this, you you put together a website or something, Mm -hmm. some kind of like, you know, social some profile where you have yourself identified as, as a tarot reader. And I've always resisted doing that because I thought it could be traced back to me, but talking about now, I think, you know, maybe it would be, maybe the world is ready for this <laughs> and I could, uh, I could start to push my name out there. I think it would be fun for me. Honestly, I have to tell you just from my standpoint, when I put out that HuffPost article, I remember waking up that morning and being terrified that I was going to get this huge backlash. And then it came out and nothing happened. Like the world didn't end. Nobody hated me. Actually, more love was flown to me and saying, thank you so much. I've been through this or someone I know. It was the most liberating thing ever. Yeah. So I have to say, I would would celebrate you coming out and saying and making a website and saying this is something else I enjoy and I love and I want to be of service to the world. All right. Well, that I love to hear that. That sounds great. <laughs> uh, my last question for you before you go is: If anybody else is going through a similar situation, what would be your advice for them? 
Well, I guess I would say, you know who you can trust. Um, I think you'll always have people close to you that do need help and you can tell. So use your, your skills, you know, use your talents to help out the people that, that need it. Um, don't be afraid. Don't be too afraid that you're not helping anybody. So yeah, I, I would say be open, watch your friends, watch who, who needs help and offer yourself when you can. Look at that. You just gave yourself advice. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your secret with us. Thank you for having me. It was fun. And if you want to be on the show, please email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Until next time. Thanks again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon.